Macworld Podcast number 367 for Wednesday, August 7th, 2013. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Philip Michaels, your host this week. It's summertime. The living is easy. And so are the Mac Gems. We are in the middle at Macworld.com of our annual Gem Fest. This is the uh, annual look at low-cost Mac applications that will make your life better. And to talk a little bit about that, I have uh, two gentlemen with me, the men responsible for bringing you six days a week of uh, great app reviews. I have Roman Loyola. Hello, Roman. Hello. I I was thrown off a little bit. I was expecting the... uh... MC Hammer theme song to play. <laughs> that's, that's a different show. Oh, right. That's a different show. This right. is the respectable show <laughs> where we uh, frown on any frivolity whatsoever. Okay. Uh, and secondly, um, uh, the other gentleman with us uh, joining us from, from far above the earth in a, in a floating tin can, it's the gem master himself, Dan Frakes. Hello, Phil. Who we, who we, we keep, yes, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we've lost the respectable part now. Yes. Well, we have to keep you away from 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 the earth in in case in in case society crumbles. We will always <laughs> have will always have Macworld. We will also. always have one editor who can fill the world with gems. And let's talk about that, Dan Frakes. Let's talk about what is the goal behind Gemfest. Well, we've done since I think it was two thousand. Three or 2002, if, if I remember my ancient Macworld history, um, is when we started doing Mac Gems. And it was a place where we could talk about cool, useful software that was inexpensive. And back then, it wasn't uncommon for an app to be $30, $40. And so anything that was less than that was, you know, great. And as long as, we, so if we could find some that were also really good apps, then those were Mac Gems. And so we started the column. Like I said, I think it was back in late 2003 where once a month in the magazine we would do, you know, six or eight Mac gems. And then finally we moved it online and we did it once or twice a week. Um, and so the issue that we've had though over the years is that there's actually a lot of stuff out there and we couldn't get to it all doing it twice a week online and once a month in the magazine. So we would get together every summer and we'd get a list of all the stuff that we said, hey, this might make for a good gem. And we'd dish it out. To, uh, to writers and editors, and we put the best stuff that we found into a feature that we do all summer. And sometimes we call it Summer of Gems, sometimes Gem Fest, but it's basically our little festival of cheap, good software. And um, and it does it continues to appear in the magazine. In fact, I believe uh, this year's edition will be in our October uh, 2013 edition of Macworld, which you'll find in all good newsstands everywhere, and, and, and indeed some marginal newsstands too. Uh, and f- making its way to your um, mailbox if you're a subscriber. You can confirm that it is the October 2013. <laughs> it is the October. Oh, good. Yes. Thank you. It Thank you, October-ish. Roman. I was waiting for the question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was. It was more of a rhetorical yes. question. Uh, so, Dan, you sort of alluded to this in 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 your preamble, but um, has the advent of the the Mac App Store? Uh, changed your approach to uh, the Mac Gems column in general and uh, and Summer of Gems in particular. In that, it seems that now more than ever, there's there's lots of low cost software. Yeah, I think that's the that's the gist of it. Is that uh, we we haven't really changed our approach. Our, our Mac Gem is still something that we think stands out. That's very good. Uh, it's three point five mice or higher, 
and the price is generally under $35. Uh, the, the one thing I think that the, the Mac App Store has done is that because it's been driving prices down so much, uh, a really good app is like can be held had for around $5 nowadays, whereas it used to be $20, $25, $30. Uh, it's had us debating internally whether we want to lower that price rate um, max from $35 to something else. We've We've still kept it there because I think there's a lot of sentiment among the editors that, you know what, $35 is still pretty cheap for something that's really good and helps you, you know, helps your computing life be significantly better. But we do find that there are a lot of, a lot of Mac gems now that are free, $1, $3, $5. Um, And so it's, you know, it's kind of like in the iOS app store, you can get a lot of good stuff for 20 bucks. And we we should also emphasize that 3.5 mouse rating threshold as well, mm-hmm. because you, you might look at this column and go, "Oh, they 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 give everything a great review," but there is a there is a screening process, there is a right. vetting process. Right. There are there are apps that don't make the cut because they're they're not very good. Yes, and in fact, when back in the early days of Mac Gems, I would get emails from people, um, and back then even faxes, we used to get those, and they would say, "What's with this Dan Frakes guy? He never gives anything a bad review." And we'd have to explain that. Well, this is a column where we choose good stuff and we don't cover stuff if it's bad. So, right. so right. So that's what a, a gem is something inherently that's that's good review, and, good rating. And especially in the early days of Mac Gems, one of the the focuses was this is under the radar stuff, stuff that you might not otherwise hear about. And it it seemed cruel to say, hey, here's this software from this developer you've never heard of, and and it's terrible. Boy, is it bad. Yes, and yeah. and. Cut to a kid in his garage programming a nap with a single tear running down his cheek. Um, so uh, I guess that that's enough preamble. Let's talk about um, this year's Gem Fest, Roman. How many how many apps were there? How many how how long can we expect this thing to go on? As as Bono once asked uh, the Edge. Well, there are actually two. Uh, Gem Fest comes in two forms. So there's the print version that goes in the magazine. And we're limited by the number of pages that were that's allocated for this particular uh, for the Gem Fest. So there will be forty uh, apps in that particular feature that are that will be highlighted. Uh, that's in the October issue. I think you already mentioned that. We um, did. We did. Yes, there was a very long discussion after a long on pause. that. Yeah. <laughs> so there are forty, but there are actually um, fifty nine total that will appear online. So it's the 40 that appeared in the magazine. And then 19, you can maybe think of it as a bonus, uh, 19 other apps that we looked at. We had a the candidate list was about 120, 130. So it's actually double that. Wow. So um, out of that 130, we decided that 60, 70 of them weren't worth, weren't going to make the cut. Um, and then... We came up with these 59, 40 go in the magazine, uh, 59 go online. So uh, we run them. We've been, we started a couple weeks ago with yes, the Yes, I was, was going to yes. say eagle-eyed readers might have recognized that yeah. this feature actually began, I, I want to say, in uh, mid-July. Yes, in mm-hmm. mid-July. It's, uh, and we've posted 12 reviews so far. Uh, and so you can find those on the website. We have um, – you can find in in the regular Mac Gems column. We also have a page that is kind of an ongoing list of the uh, Gemfest reviews that we're posting. 
So uh, that's online as well. Right. And that page is the one that gets updated each time there's a, a new gem fest is added that it appears on that page yeah. in, in sort of a reverse chronological order. Right. Uh, right. So bookmark that page, everyone. We'll include a link in the show notes. Share it with your friends. Tweet it. Put sure. it on your various social networks. Tattoo it on your arm. And you can uh, – the, the, the 2013 Summer Gem Fest will yeah, always let, let be me t- Let me tell you though. Gem Mac Gem Fest uh, tattoos—they don't age well. No, they really don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you mentioned fifty-nine total, um, including everything that's going to appear online. Yeah. Is there any uh, <clears throat> particular breakdown by by category by type? What's what what dominated the uh, the gem selecting process yes. this year? So uh, you won't see these particular categories online. Online, I just we just kind of post them. Try to mix them all together uh, to get a variety each week. So not, that, but in the magazine, they're actually uh, all the apps are categorized into four sections. Uh, the two most popular sections are Mac utilities and productivity. So the Mac utilities are anything that sort of enhances the OS or complements any Mac features, and then productivity are uh, you know general tools that you use kind of like uh, maybe like FTP clients or uh, other, you know... List makers. List makers to do, you know, general, even like some smaller business type apps, maybe some writing apps, things like that, things to help you get your work done. Mm -hmm. And then there are two other categories that didn't have as many as the other two. There's a creative category, you know, stuff like image editing, uh, media creation, and then there's an entertainment section, things like iTunes enhancements and, and, and the like. And those weren't as well represented this year, or that's just the way the cookie crumbles? I think it wasn't that it wasn't that developers aren't making those creative or entertainment type tools. I think it just kind of panned out that way in terms of, you know, Dan Frakes compiles this list over time. And I think it just turned out that the list was more heavy on these two, on the productivity and the Mac utility side than on the creative and entertainment side. And I think that reflects a lot of just the the, the low cost software market for the Mac right now as well. I think there's just a lot more out there that's being released that are utilities and productivity things than there are. uh, Media and creative stuff. Uh, Maybe, maybe that's because on the creative side, people doing serious creative work already have big, you know, multifunction, complete, you know, product um, apps like the, you know, Adobe stuff. And on the entertainment side, there's already a lot of stuff built into the OS. But for whatever reason, there's a lot more productivity and and utility software. I I was going to suggest on the creative side, at least, it seems like there's a there's a higher barrier to entry for software. Sure. That there might be uh, a couple of unitaskers that are worthwhile for for low cost. But really, if you you want a big um, uh, tool that will help you edit your photos or do your video uh, creation or uh, audio editing, you're going to uh, pay up for a, a, a big-time product right. from a big-time uh, software developer. Whereas I, I – and I'm drawing on my iOS experience here with entertainment apps um, or, or social networking or what have you. Uh, uh, on the iOS side, my, my feeling increasingly is that these are kind of a dime a dozen 
and and there's not yeah. there's not a lot of distinguishing factors. Whereas a really good productivity tool or a really good system utility um, can can stand out from the crowd uh, in a way that um, you know five thousand different YouTube aggregators right. do not. Well, I think also a lot of people, a lot of developers that make productivity and Mac utilities software, they tend to be the type that you know they write software and they're writing software that they wish they had or they wish would be fixed. Whereas maybe on the creative side, not they're not necessarily people who all the time are maybe more prone to writing their own apps for that that kind of stuff a lot. So. Yeah, I think on the on the more popular side, there maybe there are more there are more developers doing that. Sure. So that that I certainly um, from the videos um, that our colleague Lex Friedman put together from the Worldwide Developer Conference this year, where he was talking to developers, um, a lot of it seemed to be that developers build the software for to solve problems that they that have. That they have, yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I think that's a that's a good read on the market, Roman. I'm agreeing with you completely. <laughs> Too bad I don't get any points for this. Yeah, no. Well, again, this isn't a pundit shoot. Again, it's a different show. Yes, uh, maybe maybe next month, Roman. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk particulars. Are there any um, uh, favorites that you guys have from this year's crop of Mac gems? Uh, uh, start with you, Dan. What stands out in your mind? Well, every year we have a few that are repeat gems. Something that it's been a Mac gem for a long time, or or several times before, but has been updated and, recently. And, and you've reminded me that I forgot to ask that question that was on my my sheet. Say, Dan. So yes, Phil. Do you ever have any repeats in the Gem Fest? It seems that's a good question, Phil. Well, thank you. I'll sit back and enjoy a beverage while you answer. <laughs> so yes, we do occasionally have repeats. Uh, there, there are usually things that were really good. You know, I, I should take a step back. There's always new versions of everything coming out. You know, I would say of the gems that we've covered in the last two years, 90% of them have received either minor or major updates since then. But we we don't really go back and cover every single one. But if uh, if a favorite of ours has been updated with big new features or or things that we feel make it worth another look, we will go back and look at it again. And so we had a couple this this summer. Um, one of them is Launch Bar, which is one of our favorite utilities, the sort of spotlight-like app for doing pretty much anything. <laughs> um, has gotten a big update recently. And some, one of the, the big new features is it does multiple, um, excuse me, snippets. So you can actually save frequently used bits of text. It's kind of like Text Expander, except that if your workflow is already... Um, Launch bar heavy, you can do it right from within launch bar instead of using a different utility. It has new automator features in it, um, better accessibility, uh, direct access to iCloud documents, and it now has um, integration with sharing features in the OS, like posting to Twitter or Facebook or sending files over AirDrop, that kind of thing. So that's one of the ones that did get a new visit this summer. What else is on your uh, your, your list, Dan? So um, I'm a big fan of RSS feeds, and everyone knows that Google killed Google, Google, Google Reader is dead. Right, long so, live Google Reader. And and along with that, NetNewsWire, which has long been my favorite RSS reader, is kind of right now in this limbo. There's a beta coming out, but it doesn't sync, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I've been looking for a new RSS reader for my Mac, and um, one of our contributors, David Chartier 
reviewed read kit, which right now I think is probably my favorite of the new RSS readers for Mac in that it supports a bunch of different services like Feed Wrangler and Feedbin. It also integrates Instapaper and Pocket um, for like save and read later services. So it's kind of your all-in-one news and article reading tool. And that's actually, it's a pretty good app. It's still got some, there's still some things and it's got growing pains, but it's coming along nicely. Okay. Roman, do you have any that you, uh, that you uh, impressed you when you were uh, assembling this package for both uh, print and online? Yeah. So um, on Monday, we posted a review of Battery Health, which is a nice little utility for anyone who's using a laptop and they're concerned about their battery health. Uh, <laughs> it so does what it says on the label. It says, yeah, because uh, it does more than just tell you what how much battery life is left on your laptop. Uh, can it tells you, for instance, it can tell you um, the current maximum charge that your battery holds, so you can get a better idea of. Uh, how healthy I keep saying health, but uh, how much you can use, how much battery life is left in your battery? Because because batteries degrade over over time. Right. With they only have so many recharges left with them, and those those charges last a shorter amount of time each time that you right. go. And right, so this helps you helps you manage. You know, helps you plan better when you're going to go without your uh, power adapter. It tells you, uh, it tells you usage how much you're using, but it can also give you estimates based on what you're doing. So, cause the more you use your CPU and your storage, the more you're going to drain your battery. So sometimes doing things like watching video is more power hungry than writing an email. So it can tell you uh, usage estimates based on internet browsing, listening to music, watching movies, and even just standby. So it's a really and it's free. That's the, another thing that's pretty cool about uh, Battery Health is it's a it's a free app that you can use uh, with your laptop. So, and in a world where a growing number of Mac users are are doing so on MacBooks and MacBook Airs and MacBook Pros, uh, just going by Apple sales figures, that's what they're selling. This is a this is a, a utility with broad appeal, right? And a lot of people experience. I've experienced this where the first maybe six months, a year of your laptop goes great. You feel like you can la- your battery will last forever. And then all of a sudden it feels like you're not getting a long enough charge. And so something like battery health can help you manage that a lot better. Uh, there are two utilities that we looked at, uh, or Mac utilities that we looked at, that work with iCloud. One was called CloudMate, and the other one is called iCloud Drive. So these utilities, they're very similar. What they basically do is they let you have uh, kind of finder access to your iCloud storage. And so they help you take advantage of the iCloud storage a lot more than just being able to access that through an app. You can access it through a window in the finder and manage your files a lot better. So those those two reviews will be coming up uh, online. So in... believe they're both free so they're also um if you someone who has avoided using iCloud because you don't like the way it manages files then these are two uh utilities you can take a look at yeah yes we should mention um that since we're in the middle of the 
of the Summer of Mac Gems, the Gem Fest, that yes. not every review that we're talking about right now is live yet. Right. Um, we will, uh, of course, include in the show notes links to the apps that we talk about, at least the ones that have already been uh, published. Yes. Actually, we published the I, the CloudMate review, and that's, that's okay. a $7 app. Okay. So, But Lex Friedman, who reviewed it, he started off his re- review by saying, go buy the app, and then I'll tell you why you made a good a good decision on buying this app. Well, that is a call to action. Yes. Um, so you go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say, uh, and maybe you were leading this way as well, is that a lot of the apps we've talked about so far are what you'd consider traditional apps. They do a bunch of stuff. They're you know an app you download and use normally. But there are also a lot of stuff that we feature on Mac Gems that are that's a lot simpler. That's maybe a free utility that does one little tiny thing, but does something that you've always said, oh, I wish I had something that did this one little tiny thing. Go on, because uh, this is very nearly what I was going to ask. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just a step ahead of you today, Phil. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So one of them is uh, assist- or Safari extension. And so some websites, I, we've all probably come across these where uh, they use special JavaScript and other code to prevent you from opening links in new tabs or new windows. They, they force you to open it in the same window. And as somebody who uses tabs like crazy, this has always just bugged the heck out of me. Uh, and so there's a little Safari extension. It's free, and it's called Command Click Avenger. And all it does is that once it's installed in Safari, it forces websites to always let you open a link in a new tab, no matter what code is behind it. And that's all it does. But let me tell you, I've it was a godsend when I when I found it cause just because you know like ESPN has has pages where no matter what you do it always opens in the same page, so that's one of my favorites that's really simple. And another is a uh, called Mac Drop Any, and the idea behind this is that uh, if 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 some of the reader or listeners I should say I guess your listeners here if you're listening some of the listeners slash readers of MacWorld have probably read articles over the year that say this is how you can take advantage of of cloud services like Dropbox or um, or uh, Microsoft Drive or Google Drive, but with any folder on your hard drive. So these services will sync the contents of a special folder with the service and with your other computers. And and you say, well, I wish I could sync this this folder over here. And there's ways to do that, and we've covered them, but they involve using Unix symbolic links and other kind of stuff that most most Mac users don't really know how to do. And so what this utility is, is you launch it, you say, I want this folder to be synced no matter where it's at, and I use this cloud service, like Dropbox. And it does all the magic, and from that point on, that folder will sync with Dropbox no matter where it's at. And this is just a, it's a free utility. It's actually donation requested. So if you, if you really like it a lot, you can send the, the developer, who's actually, I think he's about 17, and he's really got some clever apps on his site. You can send him five bucks or 10 bucks just to say, hey, thanks. The the other question that I was going to ask was we're, we're talking about a lot of productivity and uh, uh, system enhancers and and, and uh, utilities. Uh, are there any of those um, those handful of creative tools or uh, or uh, uh, Twitter clients or any anything out there that uh, deserves a little time in the spotlight? I'm I'm looking at Roman, but Dan, feel free to jump in if there's anything that stands out to you. Uh, Serenity Caldwell. Who's a Empl- employee of MacWorld? Yes, Mac yes. So, we, uh, we know her well. Yes. So just to let people know, uh, it's not Dan and I who do all these reviews. Dan does a large number of them, but I basically 
go out and try and find people to review all these apps. Right, it's a, a cast of thousands yes. contributes to this uh, this feature. Yes. So I'm more of a behind the scenes guy. So I have I edit the reviews and post them and put the put the print uh, feature together. So that's so, so Serenity reviewed a an application called Gluey, which is a screenshot notation application, and she really liked it. Uh, I believe that review is posting sometime this week, uh, if it hasn't posted by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she really she is she described it as an app she didn't realize she needed, uh, and she works a lot with ebooks, uh, so she's working a lot with screenshots, and right. that helps her productivity immensely. So uh, that's that fall, fell under the creative uh, category. I think it would certainly. Um I was going to say our our dear friend Serenity. Uh, if you if you read any of MacWorld's fine ebooks, there's a yes. there's a good chance that it's been produced by Serenity. So that's an obvious uh, use for this app. But uh, academic academic use, uh, right. uh, reports, uh, any sort of uh, creative endeavor. Yes. Developers where, can yeah. use it when you know when they're for, trying to troubleshoot. To, and right. Exactly. Like um, so yeah, that's a that's a good find. Yeah. Yeah, and there's another one called iDraw, and I cannot remember off the top of my head who reviewed that. Maybe Roman, you can remind me. It's, but it was a it's a, it's it's something that earned a four and a half mouse rating, and it's a twenty five dollar vector graphics app. So there are plenty of little graphics apps out there that let you draw stuff on the Mac, but this is actually a vector based graphics app that has. You know, a full array of features for twenty five bucks. So you can actually draw in freehand, and it will convert all that into um, vector based editable paths, uh, which is actually kind of like a, an Adobe Illustrator level feature at you know a twenty five dollar price. Yeah, that was reviewed by Nathan Alderman, who's a longtime contributor for us. So yeah, it's it's not as robust as Illustrator, but not a lot of people. So a lot of people don't need Illustrator. Well, that's that's so, very true. Right. The, as as important as the Adobe products are yeah. for uh, many users, for a good subset of users, they, that's a lot of money to pay for when you only need a, a, a feature or two. Right, especially but, with the new Adobe Creative Cloud well, exactly. licensing. Right. And I think you'll find that theme is runs behind a lot of our creative uh, creative app reviews in Mac Gems over the years is that they are things that give you a subset uh, of a six hundred dollar app for twenty or thirty bucks uh, because a lot of people don't need Adobe Photoshop or they don't need um, Illustrator so they so they get Acorn or they get Graphic Converter or they get iDraw. Well, gentlemen, I think we have to leave something for for people to read, whether it's online through September sixth. Is this wrapping up? Actually, I think it goes all the way through September. Oh my goodness! So it's almost it becomes the fall of Mac Jones yes. for a while. Yes, I, that was the reason why. Meaning I was, the season, not yes, the, the end not not the forever. end of Mac Jones, <laughs> the rise and fall of Mac Jones. Yes. So that was the reason why I resisted calling it the summer gem fest because it ran past. Uh, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And you can't wear white after the uh, Gem Fest uh, comes <laughs> out. Well, uh, whether they read it online or pick up the uh, the October 2013 issue, is it? Yes. That's now yes. Roman has picked up on what to do now. Um, we hope you uh, uh, get a lot out of these reviews and maybe find a few gems of your own. I thank you, Dan Frakes, for joining me today. Happy to be here. Maximum points to you, Roman Loyola, Woo! for your answers. Yeah. 
And uh, thank you, listeners. We'll be back next week with a very exciting special edition Macworld podcast. We think you're going to like it. Talk to you then.